OMG Tyson, a true star amongst stars. Plus, the algorithm releases its first pairings. Cinco and Cache are reunited and forced to speak once again. TJ laughs at people falling into the water from dangerous heights for the first time this season. The politicking heats up in a big way, and Big Brother becomes the first show-based alliance to fully turn on itself. Who would have seen that coming? It's the Challenge USA Episode 2 recap coming at you right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things the challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today on today's podcast. It is on to episode two of the Challenge USA, this brand new franchise within the franchise that we love, the Challenge. We're on to the second episode. It's dropped back down to that 60-minute installment that we can, I believe, expect the rest of the season. And it got really, really good, really, really fast. Very much loved this episode. Lots to talk about. Only programming notes before it starts is this podcast, as will all of the epi- uh, the uh, Challenge USA recap podcast, will be posted early Thursday mornings. So expect those in your feeds immediately the morning after the show airs live on CBS. Then, of course, earlier this week, we dropped our All-Stars 3 full season recap and awards. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to go back and do that one long last look back at that marvelous season that was All-Stars 3. And then the rewatch series continues strong with one of my favorite seasons ever fresh meat season 12 coming up here in the next couple of days so a lot of content coming your way next week we're looking at another rewatch another challenge usa and who knows what else could be popping up on the feed so hit that subscribe hit that follow thank you for being here with us today and always without further ado let's dive on in to this great episode great Literally, great, great, great episode of the Challenge USA. Let's do so by first going right on in to our Cliff Notes recap. Here we go. Every single thing that happened in the plot of this week's episode, shorter than the previous week. We had that 90-minute premiere. Now we're down to our tight 60-minute episodes If you're watching with commercials like me, it does appear if you are someone who wants to watch after the fact, the next day or any time after when you watch it on Paramount Plus, you can then, you know, just regular streaming, no commercials involved there. So uh, for those of us watching right on time, we got to get used to those commercials again. We'd had a few seasons of All-Stars in a row. I'd really gotten used to never having commercials, but they're back in our lives now. I digress too much. Let's get to every single thing that happened in this episode. Our Cliff Notes recap as quickly as we can. Episode 2, Challenge USA. Here we go. Three, two, one, and we are off. We are back in the arena where the algorithm is set to make new partners in the game for the very first time, and they are, yes, I'm about to say all of them, Kylan and Sarah, Derek and Tasha, Kayla and James, Tyson and Justine, Leo and Angela, Xavier and Azat, Cashel and Tiffany, Enzo and Alyssa, Danny and Desi, Dominic, Shannon, Ben, Shan, Cinco, Cache, David, and Kira. Whew. All right, that was a lot. I don't know if we'll do that every week, but anyone, moving on. 
back of the house, Cache and Cinco are not loving the idea of being partners since they still haven't spoken since breaking up on their previous show, Love Island. Meanwhile, a bunch of different groups chatted up about strategy and possible alliances brewing within the house. But as those go down, Tiffany and Cinco are off on their own doing some stretching and flirting. And it's noted from some Survivor players that Tiffany seems to maybe be running the Big Brother alliance thus far within the house. To the daily challenge we go called Yeah Booey. I'm not going to say yeah boy the way TJ did. They, they describe it actually, actually as yeah buoy. Two teams at a time run into the water, climb a ladder to a platform, jump onto a spinning buoy of tires, and collect letters five at a time. Jump back in the water, swim to shore, use those letters to make words Scrabble style. Most words made in 20 minutes wins and leads to go straight to the elimination. Some hard falls are taken, some fears are overcome, and in the end, one team is dominant. That would be Tyson and Justine, while another falls and falls all the way to making zero words and a last place finish. James and Kayla. At the house, Tyson and Justine have conversations with just about every Big Brother player and seem to be leaning towards one of the two possible all Big Brother teams to throw in. That night, Cinco carries Tiffany to bed, all to the displeasure of his ex and partner this round, Cache. At the arena, we find out that even though Tyson told Tiffany straight to her face minutes before coming here that she was good, he and Justine have decided to blindside her and Cashel and try and earn some points with the other Big Brother players who were ready to turn on Tiffany as soon as they could. It's James and Kayla versus Tiffany and Cashel in the arena. They play Knowledge is Power. Ride stationary bikes until you've lit up two lights on a board, at which point you memorize a 12-symbol board before getting off the bike and recreating it. There are three puzzles to be completed. First done wins. It's a back-and-forth affair with James and Kayla starting off with a missed check before coming all the way back, riding their way to a nail-biting victory. Tiffany and Cashel are out, and the algorithm is ready to make some new pairs. I'll go ahead and say it. That was a little bit of a sloppy Cliff Notes recap, but I'm getting back. I'm getting used to not only, you know, the watching live, but that means podcasting late at night versus early in the morning the way the All-Star season was. So bear with me. We'll get back. We'll we'll tighten up for next time around. But now we move into the storylines of the episode. And there was a lot going on in this episode, as we just recapped, and a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of things to discuss. But let us start here with something I cannot believe I am saying, given how I felt coming into this season. I made a big joke of it on the season preview podcast that I did with Paige. The algorithm kind of works for me. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I think the algorithm totally, totally works for me. I think I actually really like the algorithm and uh, yeah, not somewhere I expected to be uh, at any point this season, especially one round through of it. But let's run through all the reasons why, because one episode into the algorithm in play, I kind of loved it. Uh, I loved first and foremost, I absolutely love, and I hadn't fully, I don't know how I hadn't thought about this part of it, but I loved watching the faces of everyone as the partners are revealed, the people that are excited, the people that are not excited, the people that are excited about someone else getting matched up with someone they don't think is very good, and now maybe they can get an an enemy out. The whole reveal process is fascinating and great and wonderful, and I can't believe I overlooked how great that part process would be and that it seems like if they stick to you know the regular pattern within every episode we're just going to start every episode with that start on a high note of this wonderful reveal and this hilarious process of watching all these people's fates be possibly decided at random or 
by some producers behind the scenes. More on that in a second. I like also the effect the random partners has on the game. I, uh, I, you know, had thought that part through. That was the only part coming in that I kind of liked the idea of it's an individual game. And if it's random, you know, that might be a little unfair. Uh, when I, coming in, I thought that it was potentially just fully random who got thrown into an elimination. It's not that just, you know, random the partners and then you and your partner could be the ones in there. That's totally fine. That's good. That's the best case scenario. And I like the, the the constant strategy that this is going to cause and the constant chaos. And as we did talk about, I believe either last week or maybe even I might have brought it up on the season preview, but the difference between this when it's known chaos, it's known constant change versus you know, something like what we had on Spies, Lies, and Allies, or even Double Agents, where people are, you know, switching teams all the time, but maybe they're not switching teams, but only these people could switch, and then now they're in partners, now they're in teams, now they're not. That was just too much, and and it was random, but it was also, it, it was random as far as we didn't know what was going to happen when, and I like this version a lot, knowing just every week, these people are left, they get matched up, they're not going to be with someone twice until we run out of options for that to happen. So like the effect it has on the game, I think it's going to bring, you know, it's going to really put, it puts the strategy, the politicking to the forefront, and it obviously adds a great deal of luck and chance and randomness into the game, but those things already existed in this game, so no no sweat there. Do I, I mentioned it before, so I'll just say now, do I think the producers are pulling some strings behind the scenes? I would I I can't find any way to not say yes. I mean, it's an obvious question. They obviously know it's going to be asked and so in my heart of hearts that's why I believe the answer is no because they know they could never do that because if word got out that they did that, it would be a huge, huge problem. And word gets out from everyone on the production team, it seems like, via all of our wonderful spoiler accounts. So uh, probably not, but also it just feels like it. And as you know, I said on this pre- the preview for the season, as I've said many times over, y'all know where I stand on you know producers you know, implanting themselves in the game, possibly, you know, changing things up. It doesn't happen. All the conspiracies are complete and utter bullshit. The only one I'll ever listen to on any season prior to this is if it involves, you know, a pole wrestle at a random time because that is the only single one that is easy to just get everything out of the ring, throw a pole in the middle, and boom, we got good to go. But there's almost, I can't think of any of the possible conspiracies that have actually revolved around what they pole wrestled out of nor- out of nowhere. So, you know, I don't ride with those those kind of things in the past, but in this one, I am, I am, I'm, I'm willing. Anyone that says the producers are making this up as they go, I I can't tell you you're wrong uh, because it's you know it is a, a, a board with lights on it called the algorithm that is doing the randomization. But I trust they actually are doing it random. We will see if anything is super obvious, like way too obvious and way too good from a storyline perspective at some point. Then I'm sure those theories will only get bigger and louder and uh, more vibrant out there in the online worlds and the the Reddits and the social medias and whatnot. Now, the only thing I ask with this algorithm is I'm coming clean that it's working for me right now. Please, though, challenge gods, a.k.a. producers. Just don't add anything else to it and keep it the simple... You know, the simple set of random the whole way through, and I'm in on the algorithm. Just keep it where it is. Don't add a bunch of other twists. Let this be, you know, you build this season as a twist every week. Let that just be the new pairings every week, please, and thank you. Moving on. Tyson. Holy cow. 
What an absolute star. Obviously, coming in, we knew even with our limited knowledge of a lot of these players, um, I was well aware from listening to his podcast and you know being somewhat familiar with his survivor background that Tyson was kind of the biggest get that they got. You know, all these people were stars on their individual seasons of shows. Certainly, some of them had done a couple of seasons of shows, certainly, but he was definitely, you know, the biggest of of the stars. And that was reflected, you know, in, in my chat with Paige. She, you know, can kind of confirm that and just everything I knew about him from this podcast. That that was certain. But now he's here in this world and he is easily just taken over the game in every facet, taken over the show in every facet. And it makes the West Tyson parallels that were discussed in the season preview. Even uh, it, it's really just, you know, this, I feel the same way. Two episodes in about this season, Tyson, as I did on West on all stars three. And we now know as of last week, how that ended for West went very well, got all the way, got that money. We'll see if Tyson does the same. Quick notes from Tyson is doing his own recap podcast over there on the uh, the Ringers Reality TV podcast feed where you can find his, you know, normally his Survivor pod has spoken pod, the Death Taxes Bananas pod. Uh, he and I believe it's Amelia with him over there doing recaps. And I listened to their recap last week and I got to say. Uh, he talked a little bit about his training for this season, and I was blown away. I'm so thrilled that someone finally got smart. I, I say this with, I don't know who, who. Uh, hopefully a lot of people have done this in the past. If I were ever on the challenge, I would definitely be doing exactly this, and that is that he's already a really good athlete. He has a background as a collegiate swimmer, an endurance athlete, all that, but when he learned he was going to probably be on this show, he did, he said, you know, there was a, he rattled off a bunch of different stuff he did, but the main one, that is what I feel like anyone who wants to take it serious coming into the world of challenge, you got to go do this. I know it may be the time or the money to do so for different people. You know, he's won a million dollars before, you know, he seems to be doing well for himself in life. So it's a little easier for him to go hire a jujitsu trainer for multiple times a week for a couple months on end. But at the fact he he went and hired a jujitsu trainer and showed him re- pole wrestle videos like I might have to do this. What should I do in that? Studying for it, practicing for it, working out for it, all that stuff. He talked about a bunch of different things he did, and they were all kind of related to different games he saw on the challenge. Uh, I hope more people do this, but I loved hearing the insight of someone who takes these games that seriously and wants to be able to come in and talk a bunch of shit and run the game and back it all up. Uh, I liked hearing how smart he took his preparation for it. And we get two episodes in a row now just absolutely dominates the daily challenge wins with ease. He's so confident in himself. He's so confident in everything he's doing within this game. Um, and it's just, he's just a huge star. He wins Justine back over. I mean, he doesn't really win her over necessarily their conversation when they're paired up about like, Hey, you just sent my best friend home. And he's kind of like, yeah, but now you're with me. You can win a daily challenge and get that money. How's that sound? And she's like, I guess, yeah, that that's not that bad. You're right. And it's a little chilly, but, uh, it, you know, they, they get the job done and then they go to the daily challenge and he's like, Hey, you want to win? Great. Let's go win. And they absolutely smoke everyone. Um, you know, he's thinking through the strategy. He's talking to every single person and every single group in the house. He seems to, you know, this could easily just be the edit, uh, that he's getting, of you know, he's been in the power both weeks, but so maybe we're just seeing more of his conversations, but he, it feels like he's had a conversation on camera with almost every single person in the house within either a group or one-on-one or two-on-two setting at this point. And, you know, 
as, as I started this with, he's, he had the biggest profile coming in, probably, not even really probably, probably objectively true. He had the, by far the biggest profile coming in, and he's proving why, and he's proving uh, the star that he is. Will my my question though with him is now he's up you know eleven thousand dollars with a couple people that Justine and Angela who have been his two different partners each are at six and a couple people who have won eliminations you know got two thousand dollars if he you know is he just going to end up in a bunch of eliminations at in the middle or end of this season just because he's going to end up with so much more money than everyone else or does he possibly just never lose a daily challenge at any point the entire season that would be pretty incredible too but he does seem like while he is kind of the front runner he's you know the dominant player two episodes in it does also feel like you know at some point is he such a smart strategic player that we're going to see in the next couple episodes him say like hey uh you know wink wink confessional time here to talk uh i'm actually going to make sure i don't win this daily or kind of any of the other dailies for a few days because i got too much money and i feel like people are going to want to throw me in we will see but tyson absolute absolute star third storyline then let's talk about not just tyson but the whole survivor cast in general because guess what survivor is here to run this game they are they they're dominant in the early going here first and foremost you know they're sticking together uh that matters more than anything uh between these four possibly you know the easy alliance coming in that they all went with immediately you know night one day one uh was you know the shows we came from that we know each other a little bit a lot of us did shows together so let's stick with that until something else you know presents itself but they're also the best athletes and politicians thus far like kind of potentially by a wide margin again this could just be the edit and you know the fact that tyson is won both daily so we got to see him doing a lot of politicking um but also within the different group survivor group conversations that they've had where they're really thinking this through pretty well and you know they're all being pretty open with each other and sharing their information but you know tyson danny desi sarah those four in particular look like four of like the top top people in the house from you know the athletic standpoint certainly if not also the you know the social political standpoint meanwhile love island they kind of have no game at least that we've seen uh, i don't know if they've all realized you know the level of cutthroat in political and social and what just the level of the game they're playing uh we'll see amazing race is just too small on their own to really do anything it's just the three of them they know that they know you know they've already started to kind of be like well, we might have to attach ourselves with someone else they're clearly gonna have to do that and big brother is out here already trying to get each other out as we predicted i predicted last week on one of my first predictions for the entire season i said big brother would be the first to call each other out to go at each other's throats and it happened already quick aside on the big brother thing uh this episode was another great example of what we talked about last week in the episode one recap where we said you know the episode did a decent job of you know making it for people who knew these people and making it for challenge fans coming into this world to feel comfortable with the games we were seeing and tj and all that this episode was another one where like if you watch big brother 23 specifically you knew much more of, you know, you got a lot more of the dynamic that was going on. The rest of us that, you know, didn't watch that season, um, you know, definitely the brief edit we are seeing, we really have to trust it. And, you know, these quick opinions we're getting 
of a Tiffany. Oh, she's the ringleader of this little group, but actually a couple of them don't want her as, you know, like the ringleader of the group at all and are willing to go back at her. We don't we don't have a lot to go off there, but obviously this is a you know, there's four people from I don't know, six people, I believe, from Big Brother 23. Four of them were four of the six members of the Cookout Alliance that made it to the final six. Um, so there's a lot of history between them that, you know, they're not give, they're giving us little snippets of it here and there, but we're not getting the whole thing. So it definitely is a different experience for the folks that watched that particular season and all, many of the seasons that all these different cast and crew came from versus those of us who kind of, you know, had no, not kind of, had no idea coming in. So we're trust, have, have to be really trusting in the edit that we're getting is, you know, fair and accurate. Uh, it certainly, you know, uh, stands the reason that the edits we get on these shows, not just the challenge, but all of them are, you know, sometimes far from those two words. But uh, that's the, for us challenge only fans coming into this. That's all we can do. Moving on, uh, we'll talk a little more later about you know Big Brother just blowing itself up, but in Survivor under the game. But we move on to another topic of discussion. What that's a small thing, but I've got to say it. I've got to get it off my chest. TJ, you don't have to be so nice. What's going on, man? Are they? Are they? I mean, what are they, are they putting up? Cue cards? Are they telling you you have to say this? Was you contractually obligated to tell each and every one of these new contestants in this new game with all these new faces how great they are and great they're doing and baby them and coax them through? What the hell is going on? For the second straight daily challenge in a row, after this one, TJ says, and I quote, "I'm proud of each and every one of you." End quote. Like. Bro, one team didn't get a single fucking word in 20 minutes. <laughs> Another team got nine, <laughs> you know, like zero words in 20 minutes. And I'm proud of each and every one of you before saying, but of course you two are going into elimination. Like, what are you doing? Second episode in a row the, with this over-the-top praise of their performance in the daily challenge. And it, it just feels very forced. And, you know, TJ's an unbelievably great guy, an unbelievably kind, loving, wonderful human being. He does give out praise. But as I think we actually said after commenting on this very same thing last week, when he said, I mean, he said last week that you all killed it. And I was like, no, no, TJ. It's such an honor to have TJ Lavin say you killed it. You can't tell a whole group they killed it when so clearly many of them did not. So, Let's see if this trend continues. Maybe this is just a way to, you know, get some of our new audience members new to this cast, um, you know, warmed up to this is a very warm and fuzzy and friendly environment and show. That's all great. And for the most part, everyone did great. I mean, everyone, you know, tried really hard. The group that got zeros because they kept falling over and over and that had to suck and hurt and, you know, looked like James was hurt really bad for a second there. So I get it. They all They all did a good job. No one, you know, sucked. No one deserved to get, you know, read the riot act by TJ, but... I'm proud of each and every one of you. You all killed it. Tone it down, TJ. Speaking of the daily, let's talk about the two sporting events here uh, before we move into some awards and whatnot. The daily first. Daily was unbelievably great. Loved everything about the daily. Really well-designed daily challenge. Uh, Perfect mix of athletics. Some endurance involved to have to swim and climb over and over and over. The brains involved in spelling. It brought me back to... 
another kind of callback to an older T before TJ was there. Battle of the Sexes 2. They did the fun game with the, the daily challenge that included Steven slapping Shane and getting DQ'd from the game, but then they all got to spray paint one letter on their stomachs and then make as many words with those letters as possible in 20 minutes. This reminded me a lot of that. That was a really fun and interesting daily challenge way back when. This was a fun and interesting daily challenge right now today. Um, Kylan had to go first for the second time in a row, which this was another game that not the necessarily the strategy of, you know, how to climb the ladder and jump onto the thing. That wasn't very hard, but getting to stand around and really, really think through, okay, what let like the first time we go up, what are the first five letters we get? What are the second five letters we get? What are the third five letters we get? That for sure, uh, is a huge, huge advantage and going first, uh, as tends to be in the world of the challenge is a big disadvantage. Kylan's got the rough spot both times. Feel bad for my guy. On to the elimination. Elimination, not quite, you know, at the super highs of like great, great stuff that the daily challenge was, but really solid, really liked it. Pretty good idea. The only tweak, I don't know if it would actually make it worse. I really kind of wanted there to be some sort of, you know, like if you ride a stationary bike, it tracks your distance, you're pedaling. I would have liked to know like, hey, you got to pedal, you know, a quarter of a mile to light up bar number one and then another quarter of a mile to light up bar number two or something. Maybe we could see that because uh, it, uh, it was another just kind of random thing. Maybe that makes it worse because the unknown was, you know, probably better, possibly, but I kind of wanted to know, especially, or maybe just like show the speed they're all pedaling at because Cashel seemed to be going absolutely insane on his bike. And yeah, Tiffany was going the slowest of the four, but it wasn't like she was like going like slow, slow, like she was still pedaling decent the whole the whole time, at least everything we saw. So I was very confused at to, you know, how how uh, James and Kayla got back in the lead eventually won, which leads my my other question just about the edit in general on it. What we from what we saw, they went five out of six between them in getting the puzzle exactly right. We saw James and Kayla one time, you know, get off the bike, get the met the twelve spots wrong and have to get back on and redo that round. And we but then we saw them go the next three totally right. And on the other side, Tiffany and Cashel two for two. Did they actually get all those in one shot or was this just the edit that we saw and there was actually a bunch more, you know, missed checks in there because it feels like it would be really hard that they said they got 10 seconds to look at 12 symbols. And I know that, you know, Kayla explained, you know, how she was remembering a very, very smart way to do the memory, to tell yourself a story, like assign something to all the symbols. That was very, very good. And I liked her explaining that, but if they actually went five for six and getting to look for t- uh, 12 symbols for 10 seconds and then get that exactly right, uh, that seems incredibly, incredibly, insanely hard. Or maybe I'm just insanely dumb and stupid and I'm not capable of these things that they are. But elimination, pretty solid. The daily, really, really great. TJ, you, you can stop being this nice. We all know you're a nice, wonderful, amazing human being. You don't got to be this nice. Survivor is going to run this game. Tyson is an absolute star. And the algorithm actually kind of works for me. Those were the biggest storylines of the episode. 
Moving into our awards segment here, we're going to hand out some hardware. Same four, three awards, three awards, not four, but three awards as last weekend that we'll probably do for the entirety of this season. Maybe we'll add another one or two in here at some point. First up, best quote, and we've got some double dippers on nominations, starting with Sarah, who uh, early on reminds us all, you know, they don't have, they don't necessarily have all the info on all these other people from all these other shows, but you know what they do all have, at least the survivor folks who are friends with her, they've got a Shan. We don't have a newspaper in here, but we have a, like a news Shan and you can just open that up and she'll tell you everything. I'm not a messy sharer. When I share, it's strategic. There's a particular reason why I'm sharing something. And so I want them to just feel like you can trust me that I've got I've got the in and I know what's going on. I will say on this commentary immediately after she says this comment they then do this you know trying to be uh fun and I bet maybe many of you listening were saying it was fun it was cool little you know confessional with Shan but where they put it like make it like a breaking news segment or whatever that didn't land at all for me um but uh I appreciate the effort in trying to do some funny weird stuff like that and playing off this great quote that Sarah had moving on Sarah had a second very good quote during a confessional during uh talking about the daily challenge she drops a curse word and then laments that you know I'm I'm out here trying to inspire my children, my son, who wouldn't be very happy with her cursing, but he would be happy if she brought home a boatload of cash. My son, he's seven now. I want him to know how badass of a mother he has. He's going to make me pay him a dollar for saying a bad word, but I got you, buddy. I'll give you 500K. Just loved the confidence in that and just uh, was very, very smart on the spot. So two nominees for Sarah. Same it for Tyson, also two nominees. First one gave me, uh, you know, callbacks to Gabo back on Spies, Lies, and Allies, back when we talked popcorn muscles a bunch with Gabo. Now Tyson's out here looking at Cashel and noticing that, yeah, his muscles may be a little bigger, but which kind of muscles are they? My only concern, honestly, is Cashel. He has a lot more muscles than me, way more definition. And I'm like, are those model muscles or are those practical muscles? Then the second nominee, fourth overall, second for Tyson, is during his dominant run uh, during the Daily Challenge. He is going all out. He's going hard, and he doesn't want anyone to notice exactly how much he is exerting himself. And he drops a little old cycling trick on us. Tyson. Tyson. I'm purposely trying not to breathe hard in front of the audience. That's an old cycling trick. If you're coming up on someone on a hill uh, to just breathe through your nose and give them like a quick like wave, like you're not even trying, that's so demoralizing. Finally, the fifth and final nominee for the quote of the week. Uh, Quick one, but I loved it so much. Cache is the homegirl and don't forget it. T, T, honey, when I hear that someone is coming to the Love Island Girls, homegirl gets involved, I'm homegirl. I just had the biggest, I just, the biggest giggle when she has to quickly clarify, I'm homegirl. I just loved, loved everything about that. Between those five nominees, 
I've got, I think I'm going to have to give it to Sarah. He's going to make me give him a dollar, but I'll do you better. I'll give you 500K. I just, I just liked the wit and the confidence and the bravado behind that. And always, you know, the parents tugging on the heartstrings, talking about inspiring their kids. You know, I'm fresh off back-to-back seasons of All-Stars. You know, the kid talk is going to get me. So we'll give Sarah the award for the best quote this week. Moving on to best moment of the week. A few we've talked about, a few we have not. First up of six nominees overall, the first one is the partner reveals. As we said before, I can't believe I didn't realize how fun that part of the episode would be. There's a good chance that many, many episodes that are going to have the partner reveals Reveals as a nomination for the best moment of the week. Next one, then, Cashel during the daily challenge, putting Kira's name on the board as a word. Uh, and then <laughs> Tiffany, his partner, being like, Boy, quit thinking about your ex right now. Like, we need those letters for these words and moving them all around. I, I just, I love his uh, dedication to getting the woman back um, that seemingly he uh, bro- broke it off with and or ruined it with on that eight hour car ride that we learned about last week. But uh, she seems awesome. So, you know, shout out to you, Cashel, for being like, maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I'll throw her name up on this board, show her, you know, I'm thinking about her even in these high tense situations. Uh, didn't work out. You got sent home and she clearly uh, seemed to be pretty okay, if not happy with that. Third nominee, Tyson's entire run in the Daily Challenge from how dominant he and Justine were. I apologize to Justine, uh, who who you know was just as much a part of that dominant, dominant performance as Tyson was, and I should have been saying her name multiple more times, as I've said his, refer- referencing this run. But the Tyson part portion of the run was a pretty incredible moment between how many times he went up and down that thing to the one time he falls and is like, oh yeah, that hurt. And TJ's laughing at him. And you know, uh, you know, that little moment between them that they had to the cycling thing and the how many we had Danny, we had a couple, I think we had multiple people commenting on like, God dang, we had someone in the background say he's like a fish. So we did get the confirmation that, you know, it's not like no one believes the guy when he says he was a high level collegiate swimmer, he's the best swimmer in, in survivor history, he claims and many other good swimmers on Survivor have told him. So he got to show off the swimming chops, the whole thing. Uh, that was all great. Nominee number four, Cinco lifting Tiffany into bed. We haven't really touched on it all this pod. Uh, the not even love triangle uh, that was brewing the, you know, the fact that Cinco and Cache are put together. They haven't talked to each other supposedly since Love Island when they broke up and or in the house yet at all it's been very icy we saw some of that the first episode now they're partners they work well together they do a good job they're encouraging of each other in the daily challenge so they get past that a little but then Cinco out there you know flirting a little with Tiffany Tiffany flirting a little with him in the moment where he carries her to bed and then lifts her up onto the second bunk bed I just shout out to Cinco because that is so that is a really really difficult thing to do you got to be really really strong to put someone up in the bunk bed that seemed to be it's at least taller than he is so like you know six plus feet you know up in the air and how easily he just lifted her up and set her in there um you know he hasn't necessarily got a chance to flex those big old muscles in any of the dailies quite yet but he's finding ways to flex them around the house and then you know the cachet being there and seeing it and having the commentary on and everything that came from that was all great the blind side montage number five 
great, great, great job again by the editing crew to like build the suspense in a good way to go into the arena, hear the name announced, and then boom, here's the flashback to this quick little montage of you. We had this conversation, this conversation, this conversation, this conversation. We don't got time to show you all those, but we can do the quick little montage of it and fill you in. And now you were a little surprised at whose name was said, and now you're caught up. Liked that a lot for the second week in a row. And the sixth and final nominee, James and Kayla on the bikes, having a great old time. The taking James taking his shirt off, swinging it around, acting like they were in you know a spin class and whatnot. They were just having a good time while also kicking some butt in winning an elimination. I liked everything we were getting from them, confessional in the moment, the whole thing. If I had to pick only one of these six possible nominees to give the best moment of the episode two, it, oh, I'm, I'm really, really torn, but you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to the partner reveals. I'm going to give it to the very open of the episode just as a way of saying that I'm expecting this to be a constant nominee, I'm not. It's not going to win again. We're not going to unless one of them is just absolutely incredible, and then you know the rest of the episodes on. Maybe we have to, but uh, just because I feel like uh, a lifetime achievement award before it's even happened, I expect it to be a lifetime nomination borderline for the season. We're going to go with the partner reveals as the moment of the episode with respect to Cinco and those big muscles because it was still I was blown away. They just easily lifted her and put her in that top bunk bed. On to the episode MV. P top five, uh, which is actually kind of a top seven because we kind of had some ties here. But in the fifth spot, Desi and Sarah tied for that fifth spot as the two survivor women uh, who not only in this episode had some good commentary and confessional were both started to show themselves as threats and be commented on by others as threats. I loved, I believe it was Cache talking about Desi, why you got those, why you got those biceps when you're just carrying, it was carrying some jar or whatever. I don't know. She, she had a funny comment about Desi, why you got them biceps. I liked everything about that. Uh, grabbing the salt jar. That's what it was, just checking the notes there. But I thought Desi and Sarah, both as not really being a part of any of the major storylines, still made a good impact and got themselves in that fifth place on the ballot. Fourth place goes to James. I am loving everything from James through two episodes. He's one of my absolute favorites thus far. Um, and, you know, gets an elimination win. Um, you know, has some great confessionals, was part of that, you know, great moment there on the bikes during the elimination, the whole thing. So I give him the nod there. Then in the third spot, we got another tie. Cache and Cinco together. They were obviously paired up this episode. Their storylines revolved around each other a lot this episode. They both provided a lot of entertainment, did a pretty good job in the daily challenge. They both get that third spot. And then our top two, Second place, uh, you know, which she will never get to be an episode MVP of this season of the Challenge USA because she ends up going home. But Tiffany, definitely a star of this episode for sure. She ends up in second place. But who else is going to win? But uh, two for two, he is not in just daily challenges, but in episode MVPs because it's got to be Tyson again. Like it just it just kind of has to be. Um, you know, fair or unfair, uh, but it's very fair because he wins the daily again. Uh, he wields the power very well. He pulls a blindside. Um, he has good confessionals and quotes and moments and the whole thing just covered all the bases. An absolute star. Tyson is your MVP.
Now, after episode one, we did not do any sort of power rankings. We did talk about kind of our five favorites and least favorites from the cast, our first impressions that we went through. But this this time around, we are going to start adding in some power rankings. And before we get to just the actual game power rankings, a quick update on the personal power rankings, the personal likability, who I'm falling in love with in this cast, who I'm absolutely starting to root for and love having on my television screens. Uh, just a quick, quick rundown. Number one spot, Desi holding it down. Uh, just an absolute superstar. Love everything she's bringing to the table. Number two spot, the mainstays, Danny and Shan, still my homies, you know, the only ones I came into the show with any real background with, knowing that I loved them from watching them on their previous season. They have done nothing but remain the same awesome people, and I'm very much enjoying them thus far in limited roles that I expect to continue to get bigger because I'm expecting big things from them in the game itself. Third, I really like everything. Again, another kind of haven't got the most time with her, but even though she hasn't been in these storylines, really, she's finding a way to make a little impact on the margins here, and that is Kira. Fourth, we got Angela. Uh, really enjoyed her again this episode, and this time, unlike the first episode, you know, we only get the one confessional with her, and she's in some of the other group conversations, but you can tell. I just I just like everything I'm, I'm getting from her, and uh, also expect uh she will be showing up again uh, i think she's gonna go pretty far in this game fifth we got leo cat guy fellow cat guy leo's not going anywhere and then tyson in sixth is he's just he's such a big star he's so good at this he's so good at making this great television so he's got to be on those personal power rankings i'm liking a lot of the cast even the the people i said last week that were in the kind of not liking as much you know like uh, justine had a way a way more likable for me personally episode this time around i was vibing with her I forget who else all I even put on that list before. Oh, quick update. One person who was on it, uh, David. We did get a David sighting this week. He had one confessional, so it seems he's not canceled in any way, but maybe he's just not going to have any uh, any screen time on this season just because, you know, a couple people are going to end up with no screen time. Moving on to the actual power rankings. We're just going to do a top three female, male side of things. On the female side, I got Desi, Angela, Sarah. Those three in an er, in early goings here are separated themselves a little bit. That would just kind of, in any order, those three are kind of my top tier right now in a slight tier above some of the other players on the female side. We will see if they can hold on those spots and for how long and if any of that comes to fruition of them, you know, being some of the people there. In the end, on the male side, obviously Tyson's got to be first. There's no no way around that. I got Danny second. I got Cinco third. I may be just a little too into like they look like the biggest baddest athletes out there. Maybe that won't actually, uh, you know, play out as well you know maybe i'm falling for the thing a lot of challenge fans constantly fall for i see the big muscles i like what i see i feel like that's going to have a huge advantage when it ultimately it necessarily doesn't but so far tyson danny cinco that's what i got on the male side let's finish it out then uh we mentioned one of our predictions earlier we made three predictions last week um, the finalists that we predicted, Tyson, Danny, Xavier, Kylan, Derek, Desi, Shan, Angela, Sarah, Cachet, haven't lost any of them this episode, so so far so good. There are other two predictions we made last week. Already both came true. Big Brother is the first show to turn on each other. 
Check that one off. It happened already. Tyson becomes the front runner. Check that one off out to a massive lead in the money already. So we're doing well on the predictions. We're going to add one more uh, now for these kind of season-long predictions. We'll add one or two maybe every week. Maybe at some point we start making specific next episode predictions, but it's still real early. It's hard to do that so far. So the new one, which I believe is a bold one to make, but I do believe is going to come true, is I am going to predict that there is at least one Survivor player is on the winning Daily Challenge team every single time. Every time. And so far that has happened. Tyson's been on both of them. I think that every single Daily Challenge, one Survivor player, if not two, if they ever get matched up together, one Survivor player will be in a position of power every single time which would be a pretty incredible uh, run um, if they then stuck together also as an alliance. That would, that could, if that happened, both of those things happened, they were an alliance and one of them always was on the winning daily challenge team that could turn into one of the more dominant alliances in challenge history. So maybe that's up for grabs here. We shall see, but that's the one new big prediction to add to the list. And with that, we've covered it all predictions, power ranking, storylines, awards, the whole dang thing we've covered it all thank you so much for listening and thank you to the challenge usa the the cast tj the entire production team uh two episodes in i've i've loved what i've seen and i'm having a great time with this do i wish i knew who these people were yeah but uh maybe i've just got to start watching the other shows which actually leads me to final comment real quick just on the side for anyone who's still here and listening i tried to watch big brother tonight y'all and that show is not good, right? Am I am I crazy? Hit me up in the DMs at Challenge Historian if you're someone who is a big challenge lover, but also, you know, loves, loves, loves Big Brother and explain to me <laughs> the appeal of the show. Cause it maybe I picked a, you know, maybe this season isn't a great season cast-wise or whatever. I picked a bad episode to tune in for 30 minutes, but I turned it on at like seven, you know, seven thirty my time, halfway through the episode, just getting ready to make sure I was ready to go for the challenge. And I watched those thirty minutes, and uh, yeah, just uh, I don't like. I'm, maybe I'm just I'm a challenge only guy, and maybe challenge and survivor. That's all I got. That's all I got in me. But let me know what I'm missing. Let me know what the draw is. Uh, I just don't got that kind of time. Also, three episodes a week plus live feeds or whatever. Oh, it's a lot, but. This podcast has also been a lot. Thank you for being here and listening. As always, hit me up. Get in touch on Instagram at Challenge Historian. Subscribe, follow wherever you are listening. Leave a five-star review. Those things help in a big, big, big way. Thank you for being here. We will talk again soon. Rewatch series Fresh Me coming at you very, very soon. Binge that season. Listen along with me. Until we speak again, peace.